welcome to the Happy Place, aka the Madhouse, aka the Max Wrestling Podcast. It is episode 292. This is your captain speaking along with the podcast machine, Mike Larkin, Travis Walker Anderson, and El Jefe Moses Marquez. And we are into the finals of the Promo Bowl, finally. Mm-hmm. It's what not only the finals. It's what makes the promo bowl unique to the other tournaments we've done because there isn't actually a final. There's three finals, and the three finalists all get the shot at the champion. Um, Ooh, yeah. I don't know if we should start with this week's match or save it to the end, because uh, Mike, I don't think you've seen it yet, but Moses give, is giving you competition for cinematic promos. I'm cool with that, man. <laughs> Let, let's save it for the end. Okay. Um, because we're also getting closer to Bound for Glory and Heck in a Cell, which happen to be on the same weekend. <laughs> Still <laughs> my favorite cell. Heck in a Cell. Well, hold on. Before we even get into the main shows, I got two things to say. You know what that is? Is it about a draft? No. Okay. Number one, fuck Joey Ryan. Oh, piece of and, and shit. And number two, holy shit, Candy Cartwright. Ugh, this shit just never ends. Now, uh, Marco Stunt's, uh, Marco Stunt's brother. Wow. Mm. <laughs> I didn't even no, know he had a brother. Only, like, normal-sized stunt in the whole family? <laughs> <laughs> well, I saw last night, uh, Marco Stunt's brother is being accused of misconduct and shit. Uh-oh. I gotta ask, is he a big brother or a little brother? About the same size from the looks of Little big brother. Shit, what the hell can he abuse? <laughs> I was saying the same thing. <laughs> Apparently, uh, there's a woman that makes, like, ring gear or whatever. Yeah. There was, like, an event called the The Creative or something like that. And uh, I, I can't remember, or the collection, or I, I, I can't remember the name of the event, but uh, she makes wrestling gear, and apparently Marco Stunt's brother was there, and then, like, followed her to her car and was trying to grope and do Whoa. stuff. So Yeah, well. He says, hey, ma'am, these uh, tights are a little extra and tight in the crouch. You want to check it out first hand? Uh- here it's it so is. small, yes, it's so easy right. to sneak. Logan <laughs> Stunt. Logan yeah. Stunt is his name. Jesus. Hey, Logan Stunt. That's it. Yep. Oh, God. Did, 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 they have the screenshot of this. Did you see? Yanni, did you read the screenshot, Travis? Yeah. Okay. Just make it. Sure. I did not. All right. It says something like, oh, I would have gone. I am so tired. I would have gone anywhere. But here, haha, you come and yell any more shows. Dope. I'm going to be at four shows. If I did anything to make you upset, I'm sorry. If I did get the wrong idea, and I'm sorry. I thought you were into me. I'm sorry for getting the wrong idea. Okay. This is from Sup. And, oh, Black Label Pro. That's the friggin' uh, one that I think is in Ohio with uh, the, Washington. the Chris Brothers on that thing. It was like uh, called The Collective. Is that right? Let me see here. Collective. Okay. Cool. Uh, I've heard of Black Label Pro, but I don't know about no collective. It was like a week-long event or something, and like the the girl was so like messed up from the interaction that she like missed several shows. 
<laughs> well, at least you didn't try and sue her. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Oh. I take ten million from Candy Cartwright. You get friggin' Joey Ryan, and also in the same week you get Alberto Del Rio getting friggin' indicted. Well, it's coming. We should have seen that one coming. We all know yeah. who the best lawyer is. Huh? Tony Cochran. Nope. Well, nope. don't fit. You must quit. I wore this for you, Judge. <laughs> uh, I'm going to hold you in contempt. Oh, there's a fucking surprise. What'd you say? Well, I'm not Jerry Gallo. I'm Jerry Callow. Callow. <laughs> With a C. You're a dead man. You can't win a case by yourself. You're fucking useless. Oh. I fucking love that. Well, since, since we're also on the topic of that, also Lars Sullivan is already in fucking yeah. trouble. Oh, the guy. <laughs> Again. He wants to see the booty. And then he just friggin' yeah. It's it's just one thing after another the with that guy. Legs <clears throat> and yes, by the way, it was the collective. I just looked it up. It, well, you're right, kid. You're right, James. It was the I mean, he's not innocent in any terms, but it's kind of like the internet wakes up and goes, "How can we fuck up Lars Sullivan's career today?" <laughs> <laughs> he does it to himself, that guy. Yeah. Because I remember hearing rumors I mean, about it. You also have to go digging like eight years to find these tweets and stuff. Yeah. But I digress. So the draft was this past week, and safe to say, SmackDown got butt fucked again. Yep. Um, predictable was, of course, both world champions being the first picks for both shows. Drew McIntyre, Roman Reigns ain't going nowhere. Um, Asuka was also the one of the first picks for Raw. Bailey wasn't eligible until Monday, but she was also picked as number one for SmackDown. Um, I mean, I think the Raw draft was a lot more exciting than the SmackDown one. There was more changes on the Monday night edition, uh, kicking off with The Fiend going to Raw. Unless you're Andrade. Oh, poor Andrade. <laughs> I mean, also, poor Angel. I mean, he was like the last pick. Like well, wasn't even in the main pick. He was on the additional picks, and he was the last one. But what? Was, uh, man, who's Andrade pissed off? I, well, I was gonna say, man. The only thing that I loved about the Andrade thing was the Fiend and Alexa Bliss thing. Was that was great? Amazing. I loved it. Well, they're not gonna do anything now, there, because isn't Zelina Vega over on SmackDown? Yes. Um, oh. Well, I mean, she's been kind of drifting apart from. Angel and Andrade for a couple of weeks anyway. Um, but Oops. Charlotte's staying on Raw, so... She, I mean, I'm, I'm guessing I don't know what he's going to do for now, but he's going to go to Raw when she comes back. Yes. Um, the funniest one for me was Raw deciding to pick Retribution. You know, the guys that are trying to kill their show. Yeah. And not even one of the last picks, even at like, let's just see if SmackDown picked them first, shall we? It was like, it was a pretty early pick. I think it was round three. Yes. Well, you and I got mad. <laughs> Did we? You and I got mad, as because they were supposed to have Mustafa Ali oh. speaks about retribution. Nothing. We got nothing. We got nothing. And Mustafa made a very good point. Well, he made the best out of a shitty situation. Um, don't know what happened, but obviously the segment got cancelled where he was supposed to speak about leading retribution. 
And he tweeted, you don't like it when stuff's promised to you and it gets taken away for no reason? Not good, is it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, baffling. Um, Braun Strowman moved to Raw, even though he's kind of been on Raw Underground for a few weeks anyway. Uh, weird one. Um, I mean, also, the bullshit one. Instead of giving Seth Rollins a fresh start on SmackDown, they moved the entire rivalry with the Mysterios over to SmackDown, including Murphy. I don't care anymore. No. And then this this Friday, it's supposed to be, once again, Buddy Murphy and Seth versus the Mysterios. So fresh. Even, <laughs> even though Seth and Murphy kind of broke up last week. Even though I don't want to also see, speaking of SmackDown, since Travis also brought it up, I don't care about Jeff Hardy versus Lars Sullivan. I just want to see Jeff beat him and then go goodbye Lars Sullivan. Yeah, well, Jeff is on Raw now and Lars is on SmackDown. Yeah, but they're going to do it anyway. Oh, yeah, because, you know, we just split the rosters up, but we're going to keep having them on both shows for a couple of weeks. Yep. Because why not? That'll probably take effect after Hell in a Cell, the whole draft. Yeah. <laughs> Heck in a cell, Mike. Heck, heck in a cell. Heck, uh, heck in a cell, I'm sorry. <laughs> Going to be main evented by Sasha and Bailey. Yeah, because Sasha is boss of the cell, even though she's never won. You got so mad and triggered by that because she <laughs> lost to Becky and Charlotte in the cell, so she's like, I'm the boss. I didn't of get the triggered cell. or mad. I just found it funny. She's claiming to be the boss of the cell, and you've lost both cell matches you've ever been in. <laughs> hey, man. That was just great, though, man, because I could just see you like, what do you mean by the... You have some funny tweets at times, by the way, and it's hilarious. What do you mean I just at like times? Watching... You know, uh, <laughs> what kind of had me triggered this week is that I've all week long I've been getting notifications about how uh, Street Profits are like the second tag team ever to be triple crown tag team champions. Yeah, and they, they didn't even win them. They swapped them. Swapsies. Exactly. I'm like, how does that even count? <laughs> because it was an exchange. Here's my belt. What? Take the belt. You, You're going over. You, you've been champions for like 220 plus days, and why would you willingly surrender those belts and start fresh? You know because why? Because WWE does not care about tag team. And because reasons. Because, you know, you get they don't want to have the repeat of Miz and Morrison and Carlito and Primo where they had both belts. So here, here's the SmackDown titles. Here's the Raw titles. Swapping. Ooh, they're different colors. <laughs> yes. I mean, it's a stupid thing anyway. Champions shouldn't be eligible for draft. Especially when you've mm -hmm. got champions named after the fucking show that they're on. You know, I mean, we've seen the Intercontinental and U.S. champion swap shows many times in a draft, and they never swap belts because they're not named after the show. Stupid. But, again, I digress. So, Raw kicked off with actually a pretty good no-DQ match between Owens and Black. Um, there was a nice couple of spots in it. Owens getting thrown through the announce table. Um... Blocked a knee strike with a steel chair. Ouch. <laughs> um, Black hits a stunning meteora off the top through four fucking chairs. And then Owens uh, just hits a stunner and a powerbomb through the table for the win. 
Now, I was happy with that, but I also had one problem with that. Was it the stunner being a transitional move? No, but I also, I, I was okay with that. But the one thing that pisses me off now is that that feud's going to continue on SmackDown now. Uh, yeah, they're both on SmackDown. Well, you know who else is on SmackDown with Kevin Owens? Sami Zayn? Yeah, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I hope it is a fresh start for Kevin Owens because he's kind of been lost in the shuffle on Raw. Just uh, keep doing the KO show and then we'll give you random opponents. Okay. You know what he's like? He's like Eli Drake. He got lost in the sauce. Dummy. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Speaking of talk shows, Ms. TV descended into chaos. Um, as Well, first of all, I mean, they interviewed Mandy and Dana and, you know, alluded to the fact that Miz was responsible for Mandy getting traded to Raw in the first place to split her up with Otis. No idea why he'd have some sway, just because he has his own show on USA Network, I guess. That was his reason, anyway. Um, and then, of course, Natalana have to come to the ring to spoil the talk. Um, so we know, like, Lana calls Natalia the winningest female or whatever. Lana is the annoyingest woman in WWE. Facts. Um, <laughs> oh, but this isn't the end of Lana, uh, which we'll get to in just a minute, because we go through a break after the melee, and we come back to the break, and for some reason, Ms. TV is still on. Um... Weird. They were hoping to bore more people away. Yeah. Oh, man, that was awful. I don't know what it is. I don't think there's very much... There was just something missing between Miz and Morrison. They weren't exactly clicking. It felt forced. It was like... Literally, like they were reading off a script. <clears throat> um, yeah, I was going to say, I was like, it felt very forced. And I don't know, maybe it's already kind of feeling like they're going to go their own way i think i don't really know feels weird i mean they got drafted together obviously they're still a tag team um on smackdown um but the second part of miss tv was interrupted by everybody's new favorite return lars sullivan aka lattle nah. <laughs> um just interrupts attacks morrison as the miz runs away Yep. Like a little bitty uh, bitch. One thing Miz does best, run away. Yeah. Uh, especially, away. especially when his mother-in-law's yelling at him. Exactly. <laughs> uh, i got a heart from our show. <coughs> First off, not going to lie, like that fucking show, Miz and Morris or whatever. Uh, no, Miz uh, and Mrs. Uh, Miz and Mrs. That fucking show makes like the Miz look like the ultimate baby face. Yeah. Same. And I've only seen the first season. It's hilarious. Um, I mean, we won't obviously get too much into Lars Sullivan. We've already discussed him at the start of the show. He's in deep shit already. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, then we said we saw New Day and the Street Profits exchange titles, making very little sense. Um, Do you think Lars Sullivan is is uh, already in trouble so people can stop thinking he's gay? He's like, I better put out some shit out there and make me look like a pervert so people stop thinking I'm gay. <laughs> well, I mean, it's just a, it's just like an like an idea. I don't know. Well, some, somebody obviously like, made it. must really not be. Yeah, somebody made a joke about it, and Triple H liked the tweet. 
So that is true. <laughs> it's kind of like Twenty One Jump Street, man. When they're friggin', you know, they're coming back. You know, they're talking about the case, and then the girl goes finger popping each other's asshole. That was Lars right there. So bad. So, oh man, this is this is a UK reference. I don't suppose any of you have heard of "Come Fly with Me" with um, David Williams and Matt Lucas. Mm-hmm. No, I didn't. I think so. I have. <clears throat> well, it's it's a sketch show, and one of the sketches is a very very camp Irish um, air steward who gets a new co-worker who. Uh, then talk to the camera. It's kind of like a flying. It's kind of like the office, like flying the wall documentary kind of thing. So they talk to the camera, and he's like, "I've got a funny suspicion that my new coworker might be gay." Now I haven't got a problem with that, but I need to make sure that he knows that I am not gay. So it gets back to the two of them working together, and he's like, "Yeah, my girlfriend likes perfume." <laughs> All right, that's nice. Yeah, I get it from my girlfriend. Cause I like girls. You're gay, man. I'm not being funny. You're gay. <laughs> that, that, and that is Taj. Um, yeah, that, that is Lars Sullivan, by the sounds of it. Well, the funny thing about it, like, it, he tries to cover it up, maybe, like Moses said. Yeah. But in the messages, it was still only referring to her butt, so. <laughs> All right. <laughs> You're going to make me go there now since we're talking about this whole conversation. Are you all ready? Sure. I'm always okay. ready. <laughs> all right. I'm trying so hard not to laugh. Hold on. <laughs> I said what, what, in the butt. I said what, what, in the butt. I said what, what, in the Has that song just like chilling yeah. on the phone? <laughs> first and foremost, butters, bro. Is uh, butters. is that the opening theme to Lars's video? Yeah, <laughs> opening oh. credits, starring Lars opening Sullivan. Credits, what, what? In the butt. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, Rollins uh, says farewell to Raw, um, but ends up in a triple threat with Jeff Hardy and AJ Styles. Hello, dream match. Um, basically, both Jeff and AJ claim to be the new face of Raw because Seth is leaving. Uh, even though they're both getting on a bit. Um, like we said, dream match. Jeff Hardy, AJ Styles, Seth Rollins is always going to be a good match. But it's interrupted by Elias making his surprise return and smashing the guitar over poor Jeff's head. Allowing Styles to get the pin. Basically, Elias doesn't believe that Jeff was framed and still believes that Jeff tried to kill him with a car. You know, I totally forgot about that whole thing until I remember <laughs> yeah. him. Until he talked about it. I'm like, okay. I'm like, why the fuck is Elias attacking him? And then he started talking. I'm like, oh, yeah. And they, and they still keep saying the driver had red hair. Jeff doesn't have red hair. He's got red in his hair. <laughs> but he doesn't have full on red hair. Well, hey, we got Sheamus on Raw now, so yeah. now we get to see more of Jeff and Sheamus and Elias. So obviously that feud's going to continue. Um, poor Jeff, man. He can't get away from his freaking demons. Well, you know what this means now, too, right? We can have a tag team match player, Sheamus and Elias, against the new Matt and Jeff, Riddle and Hardy. 
Yeah, the new Matt and Jeff. I noticed that right away when they when they actually called them Matt and Jeff. I'm like, ah, clever. Yeah. Um, and obviously, it's, it's a dig too, that one. yeah, obviously they were moving Matt Riddle to Raw because Seth Rollins has absolutely no interest in working with him on SmackDown. That whole thing is just nuts with him and friggin' Riddle, man, because didn't his wife say something about Becky Lynch? Yeah, um, something about her butt not looking good oh. Oh. on TV, like, no, no big deal, really. Uh, I mean, I disagree, but yeah, Seth, Seth uh, ain't happy about it. I wasn't happy about it. Um, okay, so obviously Manda and Manda, Mandy and Dana, Manda. That, that that's the tag team name, Manda. Um, ended up in a tag match against Natalana, aka the boat, um, boat, which is no more. Tipped the boat over. Yep, the boat got tipped over. The boat sunk. Um, Dana gets the pin with a scent on, and Natty then tells Lana she's done. So I was originally happy when I saw this. Once we got to the end, I became extremely pissed off. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, well, it was it was it was frustrating, but it was also funny because people have been saying for weeks that Lana's getting buried because Miro's in AEW, and then she wins a number one contendership for the women's title. I mean, nobody's expecting her to win against Asuka, but still, it's. Obviously not being buried if you're getting put in a title match. Hey, I'm the one who told you it's like that match that she had with Asuka when she was the women's champ in NXT with Liv Morgan, where Asuka beat her in like 50-something seconds. Oh, yeah. I mean, if any woman in WWE whatsoever is getting buried, it's Billy Kay. Yeah, now Billy Kay's on SmackDown too now, right? Yeah, but I mean, even in the Battle Royal, she was just made to look like a fool. Yeah. Because you know they're going to be pushing Peyton Royce on Raw sometime. Oh, absolutely, but I don't, I don't think they've got any interest in doing anything whatsoever with Billy Kay. She's just what? there. Well, she has the catchphrase that I love so much. you got to be joking me. People sleep on Billy Kay. They I'm do. a fan. Well, some people would want to sleep on Billy Kay, man. Look <laughs> at you with your little fun. Hey, man. Now, that's not what I meant. Hey, whatever. But to hey, quote the Phoenix, <laughs> I'll accept that. Yes, yes. <laughs> but you also do realize a lot of people don't realize, too, Ember Moon, when she first debuted on that NXT TakeOver, who was the opponent? Billy Kay. And it was a great match. Yeah. Well, Iconics were... Oh, everyone was treated better in NXT. Let's not... Let's not that be is picky. True. <laughs> that is very true. <laughs> um, Ricochet... Um, raised the stakes a little bit with a hurt business. So basically setting up a match with Cedric Alexander with the stipulation being if he wins, hurt business got to leave him alone. And if he loses, he got to join the hurt business because if you can't beat him, join him. If you're not cheating, you're not trying. Eddie Guerrero Ricochet. And that's a very nice segue because that's exactly how Ricochet won. A little bit of lying, cheating and stealing on Eddie's birthday week. Rest in peace to the goat. I love it when people lie, cheat, and steal in WWE. Actually, you know what? In any wrestling company. Well, how about that friggin' cell when he he felt like that? Ah, what are you doing over? <laughs> I friggin' died. I thought that was funny as hell. <laughs> um. So hang on. So Ricochet's still on Raw, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just double checking. And obviously, her business is on Raw. Wouldn't it have been easier to just move Ricochet to SmackDown? 
No. Nah, I guess. Um, I mean, actually, do you know what? We mentioned Charlotte. She was one of the first picks for Raw as well. I think she was in round two. She ain't even around. I don't even know what to say, to be honest with you. I don't even know when the last time I saw Charlotte was. When she got beat up by Nia Jax? Well, yeah, I know that, but I don't know when it was. I can't remember when it was <laughs> exactly. I know it was a few months ago. It was in the summer, like what, July? Yeah. Because uh, she had to get some uh, more enhancements. Wait, was this the one where well, her titty blew up and she had to get it fixed? I think I think so, yeah. Oh. It had like a slow leak. And that brings me to Paige as well, because uh, somebody criticised her on social media for abandoning her gothic look for plastic glam, quote. Not my words. Oh. Um, and, you know, I agreed pretty much with Paige's response that she can do whatever she wants. But then her last line was something like, uh, if somebody offered you Botox, you wouldn't say no. Uh, Paige, I absolutely would say no. No, thank you. I, I actually like being able to move my face. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All the way as far as Charlotte goes, just going back to that. So pretty much when she comes back, we got to wish her the breast of luck. Pretty much, no. yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, you know, because she's the breast female in WWE, apparently. Breastest of the breastest. Yeah. I will not. I will not uh, wish her the boob of luck. <laughs> I mean, it's a titillating experience. Uh, there you go. <laughs> titillating. Um. Okay. So that pretty much brings us to the main event, which was the women's battle royal. Um. I mean. First of all, former partners Naya and Tamina work together until Naya throws her over. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it was almost as if Naya was going to eliminate everybody, actually, because obviously she eliminates Tamina. Then, like we said, she, Billy made to look like a fool gets eliminated. Um, then Dana and Mandy get thrown over. And finally, the entire group eliminate Naya, including Shayna. <laughs> I love it when tag team partners turn on each other in a battle royal or a rumble. Hey, I pop for that. The friggin' facial expression of what? It's every woman for well, herself. That, that's always the reaction. The person that got eliminated is like, what the hell are you doing? And the person that they attacked him by is like, it's every every man for himself. What, what, you know? Um, well, it's one of those things, too, with Shayna, where I just like this function at, at the junction, as Maura Ranallo would say, yeah. with her and Nia Jax, because it still cracks me up the first time when they started doing that. And she then she just looks at Nia and she just goes, she sucks. And I'm like, State true state words have never been spoken, you know. <laughs> well, the best thing about Nia getting eliminated was she then very angrily stripped the announce table and put Lana through it again. <laughs> four <laughs> times, four <laughs> times. It never gets old. I think we enjoy it so much because she's so freaking annoying. And that's what makes it beautiful, man. Um, but the problem with this spot was none of us realized that Lana hadn't actually been eliminated. Mm-hmm. Um, so Beza gets eliminated by Bianca Belair, which is, you know, for me was a sign that, oh shit, Bianca's going to win. And then she gets moved to SmackDown? Well, then she gets taken out by Riot Squad and moved to SmackDown, yeah. Um, yeah. Final four, I think, who was it? It was Natty, Lacey... Evans, and the Riot Squad. And the Riot Squad, yeah. Uh, both were eliminated in exactly the same way by Natty and Lacey, which is kind of, eh. Mm-hmm. 
too too coordinated. Um, and then finally, Natalia thinks she's won, but Lana was never actually eliminated. Sneaks back in, and there we go. She earns a shot at Asuka. Asuka's going to kill you. And she was crying. Crying like what she had just done. Well, yeah, she probably still had a piece of wood up her ass. <laughs> wood. And I'm not talking about Miro. Wood. <laughs> what is he, friggin' Mr. Woodchuck? It's made of wood? Up that ass. <laughs> And that is raw. That is the draft. Was there any draft picks that anybody found surprising? Other than the ones we've already mentioned. Well, besides the Fiend going to Raw, I was very happy about that. Just because of that thing with Andrade and Selena. But I'm curious to see who they have Bray Wyatt feud with now on Raw. Yeah. Them uh, separating Big E. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We've got to mention that. Because um, I actually watched SmackDown this week. Yeah. Um... That was very nicely done, actually, with um, Stephanie announcing Xavier and Kofi, and then Xavier's like, wait a minute, you didn't see E's name. Say E's name. Okay, she's about to, but not for the same show. Say his name, say his name. (laughs) Uh, I mean, obviously, we've been contemplating Big E's singles run for a while, but I think everybody expected him to turn heel, and this was just an amicable breakup, or a forced breakup. Now, does that set up Roman and Big E for the future? Absolutely. Well, yep, yep, may- yep. maybe not in the near future. Because uh, I think Roman's got some unfinished business with his familia first. You know what's, you know what's interesting about that, too? Because Jay Uso's going very serious now, right? Because they got mm-hmm. this I quit thing going in the hell in the cell. But you know what it is for me? Because he can be very serious, and he's got that demeanor, right? And every time he speaks, yeah, Oos, yeah, that's my fam yeah. right there, baby. Yeah, Oos, welcome to the Uso Penitentiary, Oos. I'm coming for you, Oos. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's, like, hyping it up. I'm like, what, are you serious or are you hyped? What's the deal? What's Ooh, the deal? Those are the foundations for an Uso promo. It's the same with the Street Profits. Yeah, uh, fam. Yeah, fam. Yeah, Oos, we go to do it up in here, up, down, all around, side to side. Woo-hoo! And it's like, don't forget I'm waiting the smoke. for them to go hootie hoot. I'm waiting for them to go hootie hoo like the Wu Tang Clan. Hootie hoo! Well, I can predict one thing. Um, I'm pretty sure Seth Rollins is going to get involved in this new Roman mean streak because obviously they're like brothers. Yes, the greater good. Yeah, the greater good. Very good. Come for the king, you best not miss. Max Wilson presents Promo Series 5 Enemy Lines. November 19th, go to maxwilsonuk.weebly.com for more information. Well, if you're the shape, show me something. Maybe a couple of years ago I could have. But look at that. Steady as a rock. Yeah, but I cut promos with this hand. What's up, everybody? This is AJ Kirsch, one half of the MLW commentary team, and you're listening to the Max Wrestling Podcast. It's time to take it to the Max. Hey, this is the charismatic enigma, Jeff Hardy. Welcome to the Madhouse. All right, like we said at the top of the show, we are... Almost at Bound for Glory. 
and Impact are going full speed ahead towards Bound for Glory now, I would say. Um, so he kicked off this week with EC3 revealing that he still has the TNA title and urges Moose to cross the bridge to come get it. Very disappointed by that whole thing. Well, okay. Mm. You said you're disappointed. Here's what cracked me up, though. He told Moose to cross the line, and I yeah, legit... that was a nice line. I loved it. Um, but yeah, the ending was kind of disappointing. I think it was overproduced. Um, and obviously it ends with Moose just beating EC3 bloody and then leaving with the belt. So why are we still having this undisclosed location match at Bound for Glory? Because reasons. For reasons, yeah. Basically. As long as they don't overdo um, with the freaking music like they did. Oh, off, yeah. Uh, God, that was horrible. I think that's probably what killed it the most for me was like overly done music. Yeah. It, it was like something out of one of those, you know, 90s TV shows that are based on movies that are done really cheap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, kind of a disappointing uh, turn in this rivalry and a disappointing end to the episode, but hopefully they'll redeem themselves with this rivalry of Bound for Glory. Uh, meanwhile, in the ring, they did redeem themselves uh, by having Kiara Hogan in the ring in the freeway women's tag. And the match was actually very much Kiara and Tasha just pretty much yelling at everybody. And then just Rosemary comes in and hits her with, the, with her new finisher, not the F5 anymore, man. That's the old raindrop. That's the old Nikki uh, Rocks voodoo drop, Roxy Laveau, man. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, uh, so too much showboating from Tasha allowed Rosemary to hit a spear and then, well, I didn't know what to call it, so I just I just thought, like, sit out double underhook for the win. That's that's <laughs> Madison Rain's raindrop, Roxy with a voodoo drop, but in this case, what would yeah. this be, the demon drop, the assassin drop? Let's go with a demon drop. All right. By the way, Mr. Travis, because I didn't know you already saw it, OnlyFans equals oh, Kara yeah. Hogan. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. You got to buy oh. this. The uh, subscription for me. <laughs> yeah, Christmas is coming. Christmas is coming. Well, it may come early, to be honest. Um, oh, it is. Travis speaking speaking of OnlyFans, apparently Zelina Vega's got one now. Well, dude, everybody's getting on the OnlyFans train. They're like yeah. friggin' the quad. Because Vince well, dude, shut down the... Twitch accounts. <laughs> well, yeah, and they're like the Quad City DJs. They want to come on, ride the train, and ride it. Whoop, whoop. So you have to hop on the train. Not talking about the whole train, we're talking about the OnlyFans train. Old man gonna stop us playing video games? Fuck it, we're gonna show our tits. Sometimes you gotta... <laughs> you know what it is? You've heard of the saying, rock out what you cock out, now you gotta friggin' free the titties. Mm. Let the pigeons loose! Let the Taz, pigeons let loose! Let the pigeons loose! Although that was booty. Which one? Let the pigeons loose was Velvet's booty. Yes, and also that can refer to the breasts. The breast of luck, man. The pigeons. I believe they're referred to as puppies. Puppies, let the puppies loose. Pitch it. They both start with a P. 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 That's 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 Caleb with a K though. That's the P. P. Ah, this this is a very politically incorrect episode, by the way, people. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, followed by lies to the wedding party about getting the money uh, to pay for the wedding. And of all the people to call him, call him out on his bullshit. Crazy Steve, questions his honesty. Uh, and then, of course, ends up in a match with him. 
I can't remember. How old is Crazy Steve? He, again? He's 107. 107, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, that, that was funny, though, because he was calling him uh, a young boy. boy or something like that. He's like, a young boy. Hey, I'm like, yeah, the young boy. Oh, <laughs> uh, that, that was funny as hell. Wait a minute, hold on. We are not just going to gloss over the fact that freaking Johnny Swinger said he beat Buddy Landell in Mid-Atlantic, and I about died because that is an 80s reference, and Buddy freaking Landell. You know what I really want to see? What? Johnny Swinger versus AT Wrestler. Oh, look it. And if people don't know who AT Wrestler is, go back and check out the promo league. Yep. <laughs> That would be great. <laughs> um, Did Moses fall asleep on us? I mean, he says like three hours sleep, so I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. we'll, we'll we'll try and wake him up when we get to NXT and AEW. Uh, I just I was just waiting for a, a damn remark on that one. Yes, <laughs> Mister no. AT wrestler, <laughs> Mister King Mo. Okay. Yeah, he gone. He gone. <laughs> he gone. <clears throat> yeah, whoa. Don't do that one. Oh, there he is. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> so how much did you hear? Jeez, you made this kind of chair all comfortable in jazz. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a kid back in high school. Like, oh shit, were they calling on me? You know who you're like? Kids in a fucking Zoom class. I'm not a sleep teach. You know who you're like? You're like Corey and Sean sleeping through class. Oh. <sighs> you, know, you know what it is? We, men- we mentioned a dream match, so we went off to dream about it. There you yes. go, right? Yeah, there it is. That being Johnny, Except, you know, Johnny Swinger. The dream match yes. being, of course, Johnny Swinger versus AT Wrestler. What? <laughs> well, you know, AT, okay, hold on, wait a minute. Well, Johnny Swinger is practically like the fucking 80s wrestler, like the way he walks around and shit. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So somebody somebody it. get a mirror on the phone. Call him, Book call it. him right now. Um, okay, so in the match, Steve exposed the water cash around Fowler's neck and rolls him up for the pin. Simple as that. You know what that was? That was my precious. My precious. Yeah, it was That's his new that- precious. Uh, meanwhile, uh, the most bizarre moment of the night, I think. Backstage, Rosemary confronts Havoc and mm-hmm. asks her to resurrect Father James Mitchell in order to officiate her wedding. Okay. That's what I was like. Okay. when I re- I'm like, why? You killed him. And then he went to heaven with Abyss and all these strange things. That which going to heaven was his own personal hell. And now you want to resurrect him. Yeah, I I, I thought we were past all this supernatural stuff. Um, so so next week we're gonna get Havoc versus Rosemary, and if Rosemary wins, then Havoc will have to help her resurrect James Mitchell, and it'll be just in time for the wedding at Bound for Glory. Wait a minute, hold on. The wedding's not at Bound for Glory. It's not? I thought they advertised it for Bound for Glory. Uh, October 27th. Yeah. Oh, well, that sucks. <laughs> because uh, there was... it's got it's to gotta go down on the Halloween special. Oh, of course, yes. yeah. But, I mean, they were going through the Bound for Glory matches, and then they showed the wedding, and, they thought, and I assumed it had to be part of Bound for Glory. 
October 27th, bro. Damn it, we had a wedding at SummerSlam. Okay. <laughs> well, hold on. Wait, hold on. You better stop right now. You are not comparing Randy Macho Man Savage and Miss Elizabeth getting married to friggin' Rosemary Crazy Steve. You stop that I, right now. I most certainly am because Rosemary demons can be happy to. Rosemary is not... He, She's not marrying Crazy Steve. I said that. Rosemary and Johnny Bravo. You said Crazy Steve. Said crazy uh, well, Steve. might as well. Same thing. You know what? Okay, not same thing. But hey, a lot of people actually, you know what? It's funny. A lot of the Impact fans that don't like this have actually said they prefer if it was Rosemary and Crazy Steve, which again would be kind of weird because the way that they were acting watching back that Hardy Boys match, it's very like brother and sister kind of thing. Yeah, he, he's going to be the flower boy. I love the flower boy. <laughs> um, another deal was made backstage as well. As Rhino informs Heath that he can win a contract at Bound for Glory if he or Rhino wins the Collier Sharp Battle Royal. What he didn't tell him was he put his own contract on the line to make the deal happen. Oh. Um, so it, it kind of adds a little bit of unpredictability because I can see the two possible outcomes being true. Uh, Rhino sacrifices contract and he's going to leave because Heath's not going to win or... One of them's going to win, and he's finally going to get a job at Impact. Either scenario seems possible. Uh, and also, it's not the lower contract that Scott Demore offered. It's the big high-demand contract that Heath drew up. Ooh. Uh, sure, we shall see. Big Impact money, eh? Well, yeah, I mean, it's around Falabar's neck at the moment, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, anything around Fallaball's neck is pretty big. Yeah, very true. Um, but, I mean, also, when they revealed, when, obviously, he got caught, the comment, Josh Matthews is like, Hernandez is going to see this, and I'm like, what about Bravo? He's the one that wanted the money in the first place. And he's going to find out that his best man was lying to him. This is why Miro should be the best man. <laughs> Miro is the best man. Miro is, is the, the best man. Best man. <laughs> um, everything happened backstage this week. Shamrock uh, attacked Eddie Edward backstage again as Sammy cheers him on and films the attack. I'm pretty sure that's a crime. But it's wrestling and uh -uh. nothing's legal. <laughs> I was just going to say, I was like, is there anything legal in wrestling? No. You can literally run a guy over. Hold on a second. You I can have also a kill a man and throw him in the back of a garbage truck. Yeah. <laughs> I have a comment about that friggin' Ken Shamrock, Sammy Callahan, Eddie Edwards thing. Ken Shamrock attacked Eddie Edwards in his fucking flops. In his fucking flops. Floppy. <laughs> it's a freaking... Uh, I loved uh, Sammy's reaction when Eddie just smacked the shit out of his phone. <laughs> <laughs> like he, he, I've never seen him look so damn offended, and it was hilarious. That's that, like get him, Ken. That's get like him. everybody's reaction when somebody else touches your phone. Exactly. <laughs> Who the hell do you think you are? Only difference is we can't press a phone and get somebody to teleport in and beat the guy up. Nah. Hmm. I, I don't pay that much in service. I uh, tell you what, they they better do something with Sammy Callahan and Watch Dogs Three coming out in a couple of weeks. Otherwise, it's a wasted opportunity. Yeah. Because his gimmick is literally ripped from Watch Dogs. 
Alright, uh, we finally had some in-ring action as Kylie Ray took on Kimberly. Um, Kylie got aggressive again and refused to break the smile to the finish after winning and then fights <laughs> off Deanna Perrazzo. Hold on. She did not get... She did not get freaking... Oh my god. Vicious again, or whatever you just said. You know what she got. She got Ruthless. Ruthless! Whoa! Ah, oh, crap, just to you know. <laughs> Dad, damn it, Dad. Don't you know he's not supposed to say anymore? I, he set me up for it. That's when you avoided it. And if I hadn't have said it, he would have played it. I absolutely would have. <laughs> ah, I absolutely shit. would have. Well, to be fair, though, uh, this is like the first time I've actually found Kylie Ray like, somewhat entertaining. Ooh, yes. So. yes. My God, she's achieved Grow something. On it, man. Grow on it. Well, here's my early bold prediction for Bound for Glory. Uh, that's bold. Bold, a great TV son. Yeah. Yeah. Um, despite getting aggressive, Kylie will not win the women the Knockouts Championship. Deanna will beat her up after the match, and out comes Sue Young and not Susie. Yep, yep. Yep, yep. We keep calling it. I don't see it happening. Why? I mean, if, especially if Jazzy is predicting it. Oh! <laughs> hey, oh! I was one match away. <laughs> and I was that close to winning the predictions title. Yes. <laughs> goddamn son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. Little fucking Augustus and goddamn just title. I can't with you. Oh, well, just just because I, I, I just want to do it. Hey, so, Dazzy, hey, is uh, Ronda Rousey going to be at Hell in a Cell? Ronda Rousey ain't never coming back. <laughs> nope. She fucking signed the three-year deal and worked a year of it. Get the yep. fuck out of here. Must be nice. Be fucking nice. She basically originated getting paid to play Twitch. Make your dick itch. <laughs> well, it must be because uh, it must be because she still ain't popping one out. I was gonna say, I was like, has she even gotten pregnant yet? Nope, she's too busy on Twitch. Pop. Of course not. Poppity pop pop pop. Yeah. She's got two she years now. I've seen her do is play Twitch. Shit. She wants to play with Travis, not that Travis, the other Travis. Her <laughs> 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 actual husband, Travis. Okay, I don't know what the hell y'all are talking about. Her, her <laughs> husband is an MMA fighter. His name is Travis. Yeah, Travis Brown. Uh, Thank you. Former UFC my, heavyweight. My daughter came outside and uh, needed something, so I, I, I had no idea what y'all were talking about. <laughs> All he heard was play with Travis. Like, <laughs> yep. <laughs> I was like, the fuck? Um, <laughs> who go play with Travis? What? <laughs> Big LG. Versus Madman Fulton quickly ends in a double countout, but uh, continues during the break as a no-hold-barred match. Um, I mean, you you try controlling these two. You know what's interesting that popped me? Because the finish was the choke bomb through the chairs, right? Yeah, the 12-step. Thank you. All right, that was, I was actually about to say that. The old 12-step he used when he was with the, the Straight Edge Society. Yeah, Dazzy Dangerously, yeah. Damn right. Um, through two chairs as well. E e even better. 
Um, finally, I mean, we already talked about Moose and EC3, but, I mean, technically the end of the show. But EY demands an update on Rich Swan. Now, this is where it gets a little sketchy for me. So Scott Demore confirms EY did additional and substantial damage to Swan. Hold on. Hold on. Wait, wait. Before you continue. Additional <laughs> and substantial. Yes, additional and substantial damage to Rich Swan. Um, and after EY gloats, as demonstrated by Mike, Demore <laughs> also confirms Swan will still heal in time for Bound for Glory. Okay, so far I can buy this. Then, EY attacks Scott Demore very brutally. Then, Rich Swan arrives, flipping all over the freaking place like nothing ever happened to him and fights off EY. Dude got his leg smashed up for the third time a couple of weeks ago. And he comes out doing a stomp and just molly whopping Eric Young? Yeah. What the fuck? Like nothing's wrong? Like nothing yeah. ever happened. That That's like the one thing of the entire show that I hated the most. Yeah. I would have much preferred for them to keep Rich Swan completely off TV until Bound for Glory. Yeah. Yep. But no, you had to bring him back early. Oh, there's some WWE shit right there. Hey, well, Scott Demore took that beating like a champ, man, because as we know, he is a former professional wrestler. Yeah. And do you remember what his finishing maneuver was called? I've never seen Scott Demore wrestle. The first so time I wrestled. ever saw Scott Demore, he was, of course, the manager of Team Canada. So he wrestled one enhancement talent on episode of Impact. This was probably in the days back in like 2004, 2005 when they were on Fox Sports Net here in the States at like 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning, at morning, afternoon, Eastern Standard Time. And his finishing maneuver was called the Demoralizer. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, buddy. Uh, I mean, I'd say I've never seen him wrestle. I mean, I probably Isn't have. Hugh Morris. Who? You, what are you talking He's about? got Demore. No, it, that's it, Bill it, DeMott. Oh, yeah, wrong guy. That's humorous. Sorry. Humorous. Um, yeah, I mean, I probably have seen Scott Demore wrestle, like, when he was in Team Canada, like, in some slacks or something, but I've never actually seen him as a, you know, a proper wrestler. Slacks. He did some enhancement work in WCW, so Moses will probably see him soon on the Retro Rewind. We are rewind. Yes. And that is Impact. Next week, we will, of course, have predictions for Bound for Glory and Heck in a Cell. Heck in a Cell? Heck in a Fleck in a Cell. The hell, the hell, the heck in a Cell now. Oh, God damn, hell, hell, hell. We cannot say hell because it is cursing. We have to say heck. What the heck? He's fucking trying to tell me I can't fucking say shit about no fucking hell in a cell. That's correct. God well, watch damn it. Watch your fucking mouth. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, watch your fucking mouth. Jesus, I'm fucking sorry. Son of a bitch. Bastards. Augustus. There was also the Steve Austin version. Jesus Christ, Vince, I'm trying to apologize. <laughs> That's the best. <laughs> that is. I said your language. Damn it, son, you're right. <laughs> um, Alright, as we announced, I think last week, you may have seen on our Facebook group a couple of weeks ago, Post to Post will return on November 10th, just over a week before promo series where we will hopefully be able to interview all three finalists of the Promo Bowl. Uh, you will find out who the first one is this coming Monday, whether it be Moses Marquez or Chris Maldonado. Bruh. Bruh. Mm. And actually, is that your 
third? No, second time you face Chris Mel now. Yes, second. Yeah. Yep, only two. All right. Don't talk about the first time. <laughs> exactly. Oh yeah, my bad. My bad. Um, but also but the funny thing is, is I actually bring that up in my in my yeah. because <laughs> it, it needs to be known. Well, yeah, it's history. You know, continuity. Yeah, I mean, we've we've mentioned the, the King of the Mike, the first King of the Mike, plenty of times. Oh yeah. Spent, well, Travis definitely has mentioned it plenty of times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's a son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, Moses is also in action at post to post as he takes on Alexander Rowan in an exhibition. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow! Once again, that comes your way November ten. Hey, this is Tommy Dreamer, and you're listening to the Max Wrestling Podcast. Giving you all your wrestling information to the extreme. This is the voice of Killer Cross. And right about now, we're about to take it to the max. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Madhouse. It is Thursday, which means last night was the Wednesday Night War. And my notes for AEW are almost twice as long as NXT. Because, I was just going to say, are they like double the size? Because like NXT was kind of just there. Yeah, NXT was just... I mean, normally we wouldn't complain about match after match after match, but it was just nothing special. They were, hey, were kind of going through the motions last night. Hey, I can dig Drake Maverick and Killian Dane. That cracks me the F up. I mean... It's it, all it, like, I got this lace and we're doing this thing. And they're like, what the fuck is this guy trying to do? <laughs> just them go to commercial. I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> In fairness, they kicked off the show pretty well with um, Kyle O'Reilly pretty much leading Undisputed Era in Adam Cole's absence. Um, I mean, obviously, Ridge Holland got injured last week, pretty much fucking up his leg. But Adam Cole's mm-hmm. injury was kayfabe, so he's probably going to be back sooner rather than later. Um, obviously, they got to find something new for him to do now, though, because... They were just about to start a feud with Ridge Island and bang, done. I hate, I hate to say this because you know I love his theme song, that being Ridge Island, mm. but it is the opposite effect of what happened, man. You know why? What's the opposite effect of what? It's the opposite effect of his theme song because he can stop running. <laughs> <laughs> That's not very nice. It's not. I was just going to say. I'm over here shaking my head like, oh, no, no. That's no. not very nice. Who are you, Bray Wyatt, when he was talking about Goldberg? Well, that's not very nice. Hey, I'm crossing my what fingers right now, Mike, and saying that's bad. Oh, yes. Thank you, Susie. Um, we also kicked off a t- tag team action on Dynamite as FTR successfully defended the tag team championships against Best Friends. Best Friends Bullshit. then got attacked by Miro. Um, basically because they smashed the pinball machine, the, not the pinball machine, the arcade machine. Okay, okay, hold on. No, fuck that. You, okay, so fucking Kip Sabian's playing, is obviously playing this very empty arcade cabinet, as they are actually called, and fucking, uh, I think it was Chucky e. T got thrown into it. Yeah. And he gets all pissed off. So what do you do when you break your fucking, your goddamn video game? You send your hot girlfriend away. I guess, because the pair that I don't know what the fuck else I would do. I would throw the thing away and take her and, and leave. That's just me. And then she takes fucking forever to get Miro. He shows up all hella late. 
And then he kills people because, well, I don't fucking <laughs> They broke my game. Go and get Miro. It was the most WWE thing I've seen. Almost anything Miro has done has been just the smell of WWE. It just reeks. Yep. He was so and that's exactly heated about what it, too. I was worried about. So that, that's, that's from the jump, ever since he debuted at AEW, uh, that's what I was afraid of. I've, I've never seen him outside of WWE. I don't think anybody has. <laughs> but it, he's done nothing outside WWE. That's the thing. He was yeah. a WWE product. <laughs> and I, I've said this from the jump. The only way this guy was going to be any good is if he went somewhere where he had to completely change everything. And the only place he could have went to do that was Japan. Mm. He didn't go. And now he's... The most he's he's more WWE than Matt Cardona was, and Matt Cardona was fucking Zach goddamn writer. You couldn't get more WWE. And yeah, maybe Dolph this, Ziggler. Yeah, this is well, something I was thinking about. Oh, uh, last night I was, I watched tried to watch everything last night. Um, like I was looking at Heath and a uh in Impact, and I was like. This guy looks so out of place. But at the same time, I liked it. And I was like, damn, this guy could be Impact Champion one day. And uh, that has me excited for that. But with Miro, I'm like, you just need to go the fuck on somewhere. Yeah, I mean, it was never a good start. Anyways, teaming him up with Kip Sabian. If anything, he definitely should have been on his own. It, yeah. it doesn't. It doesn't help the fact that he just came out of a freaking love triangle, storyline. And now he's a third wheel. WWE. Now he's still in the, just roles reversed. Mm-hmm. Instead of the guy getting divorced, it's he's the best man of another fucking wedding. Like it, it's just that's not, no. Mm. Um. I mean, there, there was obviously more talky segments on Dynamite than there was on NXT because NXT don't really like doing talky segments. Um, but Sammy Guevara finally got his own jacket from MJF, albeit like yeah. two sizes, three sizes too big, and turned him into Marty McFly, McJu- uh, Marty McFly Jr. <laughs> Jared goes like, hey, 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 it's a gift. We don't complain about gifts. <laughs> Just I'm like, there. okay there, Papa Jericho. <laughs> stood there with his head down and the sleeves halfway down to his knees. <laughs> I just want to know where this is like, what it's leading to with MJF and Jericho. What's leading yeah. to? It's leading to fucking MJF sitting there like a goddamn 14-year-old trying to tell a girl that he really, really likes her and shit. He's like, you know... I really kind of maybe sort of maybe thinking about joining the inner circle. <laughs> it took forever to fucking try to get it out. He's like, come on, Max, you can do this. I'm yeah. like, oh, my God, dude, do you really like have you ever talked yourself up to go talk to a girl like this? Or what the fuck is going on? In, in front of all our friends, too. Right. <laughs> I mean, uh, MJF, we know is gold on the mic. We get it. But can he wrestle at some point, please? I think I've seen him wrestle and once in like the last six months. They challenge each other to. Well, no, they, I don't know. Do they challenge each other to a steak dinner? I could have well, yeah, yeah, they go into like the winner buys a steak dinner, but no, they, they actually go into have a steak dinner. They're gonna have a steak dinner. 
And then that's when I immediately brought up the ultimate question. Are we talking ribeyes? Are we talking Colby beef, Wagyu? You know, kind of, what kind of steak are we talking here? But better not be no New York strip. Yeah, it'd be some fucking fillet. I'm guessing Canadian. Oh, what the fuck? Oh, yeah, some Canadian Wagyu. All right. Um, well, I mean, initially it was, was it Ortiz who turned MJF down? Just snatching the mic away from him? Yeah, I think so. I'm trying to remember. <laughs> um, let me go to another segment where Britt Baker is in a spa <laughs> with Tony Schiavone. This whole thing was hilarious. And she ain't happy that he's naked under the towel. She's like, <laughs> she screams, Reba! And she fucking takes forever, fumbles and bumbles the whole sign all the way up. She does the whole thing, and it was like super serious, and then just turns, oh my god, are you naked? And freaks the fuck out. <laughs> oh my god, I'm the camera! And then they just continue onward like nothing ever happened. Yeah. We didn't just see him naked. Uh, <laughs> oh. It was so good. So Britt Baker is returning. Uh, is it next week or the week after? Even though she was never really gone. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're, we're just going to completely... Sasha 2.0. We're going to completely gloss over the match against Big Swole because nobody wants to remember that. Hey, hey, you're absolutely <laughs> right. I don't fucking want to remember it. Oh, what were they thinking? Anyway. Um, one of the highlights was, of course, Cody defending the TNT Championship against Orange Cassidy. Cody is blonde again, so the, the black hair lasted two weeks. Okay. Um, and Cody did the unthinkable. He actually made Orange Cassidy lock up in a collar and elbow. Son of a bitch. Unbelievable. He did it. You son of a bitch, he did it. It was brilliantly done as well when uh, Cody's just dancing around, you know, waiting for Orange to actually do something. So when he runs at him and Orange just kind of very, very casually ducks under the clothesline. So good. It was a very... It was such an Orange Cassidy start to the match. <laughs> but, I mean, I did I did really, really enjoy it. Um, I was really hoping the best friends were probably going to beat FTR, but I've kept saying this, and I'm more than sure it's going to be true. The only team that's going to beat FTR clean is going to be the Bucks. Yeah. There's no other team that's going to do that. Well, I don't think it's going to be clean now. Yeah, now that it – yeah, exactly. I don't know how clean it will be. Now and then with this one, I'm like, there's Cody is easily the guy that could win the belt and then lose the belt the next week and it not make him look bad. Yeah. And I thought it would be perfect if Orange Cassidy would be champion, but no. But they built the shit out of him. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's a plus. It ended in a time limit draw, so really nobody lost and we're getting the rematch in two weeks. There we go. Um, Cody was, of course, getting cocky with the push ups and teasing a pedigree. I w- oh, man. Oh, yes. It would have been oh, great I, if he no, tried the pedigree. <laughs> I would have popped. I'm not going to lie. We're not going to make mention of, uh, of, uh, of Sting B over there, fucking Darby over there trying to be like Sting. Yeah. Just hanging out in the rafters. That, that was bizarre. He just, need, he, he just needed the coat. He's missing <laughs> the coat. <laughs> but I don't really see how he fits into it either because I know, I mean, he's had a couple of matches against Cody in the past. 
Um, and they've all been like very, like relatively close. Like yeah. he's been one of those guys that takes Cody to the edge every time. I mean, not as close as this one. I mean, Orange Cassidy was literally a second away from a free count. Yep, if it wasn't for the time limit draw. I could have sworn he was going to take it there for a minute. I was hoping he was. Like I said, if there's anybody that could win the belt and lose it the next week, it's Cody, and he not look bad. Uh, it's funny, though, that they've booked it for two weeks, which is when Halloween Havoc is. Hey. Because AEW, no, when NXT put on a old WCW name, they get bigger ratings. For some reason, people people are drawn to the WCW names. I was gonna say, well, I was gonna, yeah, people are drawn to that's exactly it. People are drawn to the WCW names, even though it's technically not a pay per view. Nah. Um, I mean, poor Alex Marvez tries to get answers from Lance Archer as to why he attacked Mox backstage earlier on in the night, and the Mox just retaliates and they pull apart. They love a good old. Brawl backstage at last all night. Oh yeah, it's like it, it started by by Archer just destroying Mox, and then all of a sudden he's like, "Hey, why'd you do that?" And then Mox comes out of nowhere and destroys him. This isn't over yet. I'm like, <laughs> obviously, because you're fucking killing each other. Kind of a dumb question, really. I mean, why did you do it? Well, I got a title match against him, like you know. Yeah, I'm gonna be upper hand there, bud. Um, all right. Before we carry on with AEW. I should probably just mention a couple of things from NXT. Um, so, obviously, we mentioned the Undisputed Era. Bobby and Roddy are now the number one contenders for the Tag Team Championships after defeating Lorcan and Birch. Um, we're also looking probably at a six-man tag as Ashanti Adonis defeats mm-hmm. Jake Atlas before Legato appear and Swerve evens the odds. Yep. Uh, so the two dudes that just had a match are apparently going to buddy up yeah. with each other after one dude lost, and I'm like, okay, and now they're going to take on a heel team. Sure. This 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 reminds me of the hurt business. I was just going to say the same thing. <laughs> um, Gargano and Fury, nothing really special, just another dude beating up Austin Fury. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it, Johnny didn't even make him look that good either. No, like I was hoping that like Johnny would kind of make him shine a little bit, but. The, nah. the only thing that stood out really for me was Theory selling the springboard DDT. Like, he literally bounced off his yeah. head. That was pretty cool. Uh, and then we move from one Gargano to another, as Candice took on Shotzi. Um, the... Didn't they just do this? Uh, yeah, I think so. But this, I this swear one, to this God, one this was... was like the... The match leading up into the number one contenders match. Or the, this one was like, it was them and winner was the number one contender. And then that's how Candice got it. And what, they just fucking hit re- rewind or something? Or? Well, Candice won it in the Battle Royal. Oh, that's the right. Time. Royal. Um, yeah, so this one was one-on-one. Candice getting frustrated that she couldn't put Shotzi away. And is then given brass knucks by Indy Hartwell. Which I found so hilarious that William Regal wasn't happy about it. (laughs) Of all the people not to be happy about brass knuckles being used, William Regal. I was just going (laughs) to say, I was like, really there, bud? (laughs) How many fucking episodes Nitro I caught you stuffing your shorts? Hey, yo, Regal, pot, kettle, black. (laughs) (laughs) 
that Indy Hartwell, though, she's going places, you know, just dropping off televisions at people's houses. <laughs> Come on, it's a free TV. Just grab it. That's the total guy thing to do. And then, you know, just give some knuckle dusters to your wife. There you go. You know, TV for the husband, bare knuckles for the wife. <laughs> That's you know that's on every woman's accessory list. <laughs> Happy husband, dangerous wife. Hey, well, the, right. the foundations of marriage. Uh, so yeah, we're gonna get Candice versus Io Shirai at uh, Halloween Havoc. However, again. Uh, oh, at the end of the show, which we'll, we were gonna get to, but we may we may as well mention it now. Uh, Regal reveals to Gargano and Shotzi that their match types will be determined by Shotzi's Wheel of Fortune. But that's not what she called it. Um, they also couldn't have got an actual wheel. It was like a... Well, it was an LCD wheel. Yeah. Um, They thought they were fancy. Well, the the other thing with an LCD wheel is you, you can't, you know... Leave it to chance. Mm-hmm. Like you can literally land it on whatever you want it to. Very easy to cheat with a computerized wheel. What if it's on random though? I'm just being. Honest. <laughs> 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 I mean, it was also very cool where Shotzi came from. Like just complete yeah. opposite side of the building, just appears from smoke oh, on yeah, a platform. This, this fucking girls, one minute she's got a tank, and now she's got this random LCD board. Like it's no big fucking deal. You know I loved every second of it, though. Of course, I mean, I, I love how they just made it a host of Halloween Havoc just because she howls. Yeah, <laughs> right. I'm not mad. She can howl throughout the entire show, and I'm, I'm not. I just want to know what the ball pit really is. <laughs> well, it's not just that. I mean, she's also a very big horror movie lover, as you see on her Instagram. She's watching a horror movie every single night. Also, yeah. I would just like to comment on the fact that Travis likes it when she howls. He's been thinking some things. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> he wants to be in the ball pit, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> He's hungry like a wolf. He's Duran Duran right up in this bitch. <laughs> of course this guy pull a fucking 80s song reference out of his ass. Of course. Goddamn right. Not going to lie, I fucking love Duran Duran. Yeah. Um, to, to paraphrase Cobra Kai with Speedwagon, what kind of man doesn't? Hey, boy. <laughs> Uh, more female action on NXT as Tony Storm made a return and just pretty much drops Aaliyah. I mean, well, she she almost did. She came very close to dropping Aaliyah on her head with that finish. Yeah, that was a that was a close one. Tony's a pro. Yeah, I mean, ain't like AJ like dropping people on their heads. You know, because he didn't do that like 14 years into his fucking career. <laughs> exactly. You were supposed to not talk. But the one time you don't talk. But the great thing about it was he learned how to counter it when people do do it wrong. So they don't break well, their yeah, neck. Well, look yeah, at, look at how close him and Ellsworth were. Yeah, exactly, yeah. That's you a pro. the fucking guy. Could <laughs> <laughs> have just been like, well, well fuck that, oh well. Um, alright, back on Dynamite. Uh, the guys are gonna love this one. Matt Hardy announced he's cleared. Ah, son of a bitch. There you go. 
this fucking guy, I was screaming, fuck off, Matt, with the whole clap them all, fuck off, Hardy. I just, I'm done. Like, I'm, you need to go away like your brother needs to go away. The fact that you guys were like mainstays of professional wrestling in fucking 1998 and it's 2020 and you're still around doing the same shit is very annoying. Daz, did you notice what he did there? Mr. Moses Marquez, did you notice what he did? Well, I noticed he ranted at Matt Hardy. Besides that, did you notice what he first said? No. He channeled his inner Jim Ross from Backlash 2006. When the McMahon, oh. Shawn Michaels, and God. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> That's bull- Can't do with these fucking guys. <laughs> so, I mean... It was kind of like this. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, but yes. That's exactly how I felt. Matt is cleared. Um, but then we go straight to the, the Tron. I don't know what they call it. If, it's not, if it is a Tron in AEW. Yeah, Sammy Guevara admits he was the one that attacked Matt. Shocker. Oh, fucking shit, bud. <laughs> Fuck else is going to hit fucker. <laughs> Um, and Sammy also said that he's going to keep injuring Matt until he's gone for good. I, I, I got mad at Sammy when he said that. <laughs> I'm like, really? You're going to, like, ruin your career. He's going to help me out. He's 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 old and famous. Yeah, that, that doesn't always work out, bud. Uh, so we got to Tony Schiavone... Drawing the tag teams for the four-way to challenge FTR. Young Bucks pretty much just start a super kick party. Because that's, that's what funny. they do. He's all like excited naming all the other teams. Young Bucks. <laughs> He's so mad. <laughs> oh man, I'm going to get super kicked again. He's like, we're not here to super kick you, Tony. He's all fucking ain't right because I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Exit stage left. <laughs> Um, well, on the topic of Walmart Young Bucks. Um, oh, fucking hell, this team. <laughs> for some reason, they decided to attack Drake, and then Killian Dane saved him. He finally stood up for his boy. Yay. From the Walmart Young Bucks. <laughs> uh, here's here's why I have a problem with goddamn Everrise. Not the Walmart Young Bucks thing, but here's why I got a problem. Here's Dollar Tree Young Bucks. Thank you. So, when it comes to them, they're mainly featured a lot on 205 in the Cruiserweight division, right? But they're also mostly enhancement guys on NXT, so pretty much they're starting off Drake Maverick and Kelly and Dane in a lower-tier feud with Everrise, Matt Martell and Chase Parker, who, by the way, if you notice with their mannerisms, when they go up to the top and they both, like, hug each other, it's almost reminiscent of, you look so good to me. One of the names is Matt, too. Matt Martell. Oh, that just gets better. Why, why don't you just name the other one Nick? Matt and get Martell it over and with. Chase Parker, Everrise. Okay. Yeah, just rename him Nick yeah. Parker. Just get it over with. Yep. And then that way they could be like, Matt and Nick, Everrise. Everrise. They have to do it like that. I'm surprised they haven't done their own version of the Young Bucks pose. Hey, with their pose, I only got one thing to say. And to quote Ricky Bobby, the room's starting to spin. Because of the gayness. Cal, I love you. 
Okay, main event on NXT was Damian Priest defending the North American Championship against Dexter, Lo- Dexter Loomis. Um, I, I think a lot of people were expecting Dexter to actually win this one. Well, kind of was. Uh, a lot of it came from like you know they, it was like the anniversary of the TV series Dexter, and then no, not anniversary. It got renewed for not- another season. But it was also like the like the one year like from where it was released or like like the year today or whatever of the first episode or something I like was that. Just gonna uh, say, yeah, I was like I know that they had just announced this like yesterday that they were gonna do a, yeah. like a special it, like, mini series or whatever. It began in October yeah. two thousand six. Well, there you go. Um. Unfortunately, the match didn't go Dexter's way thanks to Cameron Grimes. Oh, the truck, Cameron Grimes! Just appearing out of nowhere and double stomp on the apron. Because that's what he does, man. Yeah. Um, but after the match, Priest just drops Grimes. Yep. <laughs> no shocker there. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, so back on Dynamite, uh, Hikaru Shida defeated Swole, kind of botchy from Swole. Mm-hmm. Gotta say, unfortunately. You know what? It was botchy, but yet it was sadly probably one of the better matches I've seen her in. Well, I mean, she she had a good dance partner. Yeah, that's Hikaru true. was great. That's very true. Uh, no argument here. And then main events, Mox versus Archer. Um, Fucking hoss fight. Hell yeah. Or, I mean, or, or as JR calls it, a slobber knocker. We had the choke like, oh, holy crap! through a couple of chairs. Uh, we had the paradigm shift through two tables. Um, But unsurprisingly, He's Mox... He's kind of back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, you're too fucking big and heavy. Yeah. <laughs> Unsurprisingly, Mox got the win, um, which Archer wasn't happy about and attacked him after the match, leading to Eddie Kingston and Lucha Bros. One of the little Cody wins, one of those like high angle fucking um, pins, and Archer's just sitting there like, "You fucking pin me, you fucker!" And then he kills him. <laughs> uh, well, it had me laugh. I-, I was making myself laugh at the beginning of the match when uh, Archer came out because he had. And, uh, helmet on, like, kind of like shots. He's in it. I was like, Oh, was he the one that stole all of her yes. gear from the car? <laughs> he's, I don't think I could fit in the tank, but I'm gonna steal her fucking helmet. <laughs> well, unfortunately, somewhere they ran out of time because this ending was cut really short when Eddie starts attacking Mox. Oh, yeah. To the point where he had to cut his promo after the show. Uh, so yeah, we we kind of injected Eddie Kingston back into this feud with Mox. That's not bad. I don't mind that. No, I'm good for him to get another shot. Like, I think that that's probably one of the better guys to mesh with with uh, Mox right now is Eddie Kingston. I think Archer's another great one, but at the same time, Archer is one of those dudes where he's got to be a monster, otherwise it's going to start to make him look bad. And yeah. he can lo- he can lose like this, kill him afterwards. He can regroup. This is not this is not a big deal. 
but he can't take very many more like this. No, I mean, this is his second straight title match loss. Exactly. He can't do much more than this. I would I would like for him to be a transitional champion, even if he only held it for, say, a couple months. Mm-hmm. I think it would be great. And that way you have a true heel dominant champion, and then you get the ultimate rising baby face to take him down, whether it be like a hangman or I would say Kenny, but I think he Kenny is on just heel mode. He is he is as cleaner as we can be, and we have yet to even see him in this uh, tournament. Yeah, um, son I've, of a bitch. I've seen people react to Eddie Kingston this week like they've they've never seen Eddie Kingston before, but he's already their favorite person in AEW. And <laughs> like, have you not been watching this guy? <laughs> and what, what the hell was this goddamn uh, uh, fucking shit on his head over here trying to be like Conan? Hold on a minute. He's been wearing that for years, man. When he was I in know. People say that all the time. I don't give a shit. Conan did it first. Eh, Tequila Sunrise, you're all about that bow, wow, wow, yippee, yo, yippee, a viva la raza all day, every day. From the Lucha Libre oh, okay. to the WCW canal, right, Moses Well, no, in all, re- in all reality, because, no, like, just exactly how you put it, we went from, uh, in retro, we went from, I think, two episodes prior where he was still coming out in the mask and the frilly gear and all that other shit till he showed up one day in all black gear, like, all super serious, and then he randomly is sitting in the crowd looking like a fucking cholo. And I'm like, okay. Well, then that's the real Conan right there. Moses Marquez, I'm just going to say this right now. If you pull a Danny Trejo on us, Machete, I'm waiting for you. Oh, there we go. I need to get my chest all tatted up first, but all right. <laughs> Yo, Eddie Eddie Kingston with that son of a bitch, man, because you were telling me about that line. I did see that line. The son Eddie of a Kingston bitch. stole your catchphrase. He did. Son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. Fucker. Ah, oh, son also, of a bitch. <laughs> oh, son of a bitch. By the way, there was a plus that came from Lance Hoyt. And Lance Archer, you know what that is? That. Monty fucking Brown. Oh, oh yeah, fucking Browns. <laughs> Period. From the Serengeti. You know what's funny about him? He's, like, legit, like, I think, like, almost 50 now. But he still looks good. That's what happens, man. Jeans, boy, them jeans. Yeah. Or the roids, I can't tell. Still one of my favorite, though, man. Even though, I got to say, he did get the WrestleMania payday, but Marcus Corvon, I'll take the alpha male Monty Brown all day, every day. Yeah, oh, yeah. That, that that didn't go very well, did it? Hey, man, that theme song, though. Remember his theme song? What, in WWE? Yeah. No. You're going down, down, down. They call me smooth. Who the fuck's yeah. idea was that? He had like a jazz theme when he came Probably in. Probably Jim Johnston. <laughs> he came in on ECW on Sci Fi. He had that jazz theme. You're going down, 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 down. Said I'll put you in the ground. Fucking yep. Michael Hayes. <laughs> Fucking. <laughs> you know what that reminds me of? That reminds me of the dude from That's My Boy when they're at the end and then you find out that, you know, she's fucking her brother and he goes, Fucking white people. <laughs> Wait, whoa, what? <laughs> that's what I'm fucking trying to figure out. I've never seen That's My Boy with Andy Samberg and Adam Sandler. I couldn't. That's probably like the only no. one of those Adam Sandler movies I couldn't get through. Yeah, that's one of the later ones where, you know, quality kind of declined I, in Adam Sandler. Yeah, yeah well, I looked that, right at that one and I was like, you know what? I'm a pass. Well, that, that was the scene at the end. So she's getting married to Andy Samberg, and then she has a secret. He goes, you fucking tell him. You fucking tell him in the Boston accent. Fucking tell him. And then he she freaking whispered, and he goes, ugh, you fuck your brother? And everybody gasps, and then the black guy goes, fucking white people. 
what he does. I will. I will say uh, that movie is better than Jack and Jill, though. Oh. That is very true. Travis has. My a wife likes that movie. I can't stand either one. Well, you mean you don't like? Hey, it's me, Al Pacino, a dunka 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 Chino. No. <laughs> no. See, yeah, I try pretty- to. I try to have respect for the actors that I like, and when you bring out some of these crap ass movies, it's hard to respect you. Hey, and then freaking Al Pacino goes, "Burn this." Oh, That's shit. how I feel about a lot of later Adam Sandler movies. Correct. Burn this. Did you guys see that Halloween thing that he did on Netflix? I have not seen it yet. He has like a Halloween I've yet thing. To see it. No, I didn't uh. see the Diamond one either. That one was actually really good. Yeah, I mean, I kept the me whole, into like, because everybody the, said... What is it, like, hit something gems or whatever like that? Yeah. It's about pretty much him as a, like, a, like has, like, a gambling uh, addiction or whatever. It's actually really, really good. That's what I heard. I just never got around to watching it. Um, give it a shot if you can. Give him a shot and somebody give the kid a happy meal. <laughs> somebody get the kid a happy meal. <laughs> nice like parenting. Who... Late. Nice parenting. Who are you, my therapist? Take a walk. <laughs> Take a walk. Oh, horse shit. <laughs> I still remember as a kid just getting all mad. Oh, look at those fries go to waste. Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> hey, uh, it's like toast hamburger on the ground, too. not the fries. Hey, what happened to my McMuffin? Breakfast stopped at 10.30. I thought it was 11. Yeah, me too. Oh. I did too. Bummer. <laughs> Goddamn McDonald's. Hey, no, it's 24, bitch. Here's the thing. When I used to go to McDonald's over there in CI Central Iceland, which in our area there on Long Island was the hood. I'm not going to lie. It was a hood. Right across from the train tracks, right? Used to go there 11 o'clock in the morning before that because that's when it was breakfast. Then the, they changed it to 10.30. And I'll be honest with you. I had the same reaction that Steve Buscemi had, man. Because I used to love going to that McDonald's, little hot cakes and sausage up in that bitch. Maybe a little sausage McGriddle, egg McMuffin, mix it up. Woo-hoo. And then, yeah, you know, t- turn it to 10.30. You didn't hey. turn it to 11 and take it to the max. They took it to 10.30 and fucked it all up is what they did. And I'm going to end <laughs> exactly. the Big Daddy quotes with, there's a stick there. Somebody should move it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, hold on. Better one. Wait, 30 for- packets to catch it. You forgot one thing, too. You forgot another thing. Right. You're not mad at me. You're mad at your dad. Yeah, you're right. I hate my brother. All right, final one. I wipe my own ass. Ah, the best. I know. <laughs> Even when he's getting dragged out. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but I wipe my own ass. <laughs> <laughs> uh. As a dad, I cannot wait to hear those words. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... Uh, before we end the show, it is time to enter the promo dome once again as we return to the promo bowl. This week is the first of the three finals, and it features the king on a mic, King Mo, Moses Marquez, El Jefe versus Chris Maldonado. It's time for the first of the Promo Bowl Finals. King of the Mike, Moses Marquez vanquished the returning Daniel Crimmins in the first round, while Chris Maldonado also returned and gained revenge against former rival Ted P. DeNero, who will be the first finalist in the first ever Promo Bowl.
me, 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 me. This time I can't really say I'm a spoiler because I think you have like a free pass or a, uh, another round or something. Even if you lose this one, you can face somebody else or something like that. But, but, but let me remind you. Oh, I didn't introduce myself. However, I think you already know who I am. Chris, Lost Cause, God's Lone Mistake, LC, L to the C, Cause Capone, me, myself, I, yes, I'm back. Mr. Moses, hi, how are you? I see you're on a bit of a hot streak until you reach the championship. <laughs> I see that. However, however, you go by King, right? I, 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 I have a problem with that, man. I have a problem with that. It's not like a big problem. You know, as far as me calling people a king, things of that nature, I don't call anybody king that can't walk on water. You feel me? Like, that's just, that's my personal, that's my personal, uh, that's my personal dilemma, I guess you can say. I have an issue with it. Other people have no problem calling other people kings and things of that nature. However, not me. I can't do it. So, I will, I will uh, address you as Moses. Mr. Moses. I hope you're having a fantastic day. I know you're going to put a lot of a lot of uh, uh, effort and a lot of time uh, putting your promo together, and, and I respect that, bro. I really do. I'm sure everyone else does. However, me, myself, and I, me, Chris, God's a little mistake. You already know who I am. I don't do that, man. I pull up somewhere, and I hit record, and I just shoot off the top of my head. And maybe that's a fault. But that's what I do. Um, so, may the best man win, let me say that, good luck, and like I said, if you lose this one, it's alright, you don't have to worry about, you know, retiring, remember that, last time, you lost, you're talking about quitting, that was me, I did that, have a good day, let's go out with some music. The following announcement has been paid for by Smart Mark Radio. Who's made his return to promo competition? What's going down, Chris? I'm not even mad that you're back. I'm not even mad that I have to compete against you. I am a little, I guess, uh, feeling bad because I have to beat you in order to move on. I feel that's the only way this is going to go, my dude. So let me start with the whole respect factor, okay? I respect you one part of the Hooligan Zoo crew for the longest time part of Smart Mark Radio's intros. For the long, no, you know. We love some Hooligan Zoo crew. Times have changed, as you can obviously see. Things have changed. Now, the one thing that I'm realizing is, is apparently I can't really be who I want to be or win these things. I can't really just shoot on you and tell you you suck and tell you to suck a dick. And to be told, Chris, I don't want to do that with you because I have too much respect for you. We've done this before. We've We've tangoed once before, if you will. Now, granted, it ended up in your favor, and truth be told, pull that curtain back a little bit. I took it some type of way when I lost. 
And last time I did these promos, I was pretty upset about people taking a loss a certain type of way. But I learned, dusted myself off, and I'm here. Improved. And are you ready for the best part? Evolve. You know, Chris, look, you left, but your one very famous saying never went away. Evolution. Fuck. Yes, evolution is beautiful, bruh. Evolution is exactly what I've been going through since you've left. You may or may not have met the Crippler, if not you've at least seen where he is, who he is, and what he's done. You may not have seen King Mobile. Maybe you have, and I sure hope you have, because I personally think he does. Everybody should get a beard like King Mobile. That's just my personal opinion. But there is one guy that has come, and he shook the world the most, and that is him. Now, I don't mind, like, calling him in for some backup. You know what? That's how I think I'm gonna do this. Chris, allow me to introduce you to my evolution. Lo siento, tuvo que llegar, ahora estoy amigo. Pero al igual que Emil, los negocios son negocios. Disfruto del centro de la atención mientras puedas, porque tu tiempo en este torneo ha llegado a su fin. No más bríos de chicos nuevos. Permite dejar un casa perfectamente clara. La usina, razón por la que estoy aquí, es para ganar el championete de promocional. La reducino es mi misión. Y no me detendrán de nada. Hasta aquí estoy completo. Mi niego al perder. Prende mi tiempo. Prende mi reinado con campeón. Conagir mis errores y nada me negará. Los que es legítimamente mío. winner will be announced on monday so if you don't want to wait till next week's episode make sure you are part of our facebook group max wrestling if you don't want to wait till next week's show just know that i won (laughs) (laughs) and next week we have chris durham versus the phoenix for the second spot in the microphone standoff like a microphone standoff. Which brings us to Promo Series 5, Enemy Lines, which comes your way on November 19th. It is the next Max Racing special, and of course features the microphone standoff for the Max like Racing Promo Championship. The Demon Ass will be defending against all three finalists of the Promo Bowl. And in another 
four-way, well, kind of a four-way, each one is individual, the Phoenix will be defending the Knowledge Championship in the traditional winner stays on Gauntlet. It kicks off on the pre-launch show against Alex Dorio, where the second challenger will be the Demoness, and of course the third and final challenge comes from Moses Marquez. They're the best class. First and foremost, the fact that let's see if Phoenix even gets through the Dorio man because he's going to go one on one with the Dorio. Well, this is why we say it's winner stays on. Also, man, this... the friggin' taker knowledge I mean, it's not even fair almost because Dorio and friggin' Travis White, who we love to death, is friggin' covered the Undertaker's career and they're already heading to like 2013 right now. Yeah, but Phoenix worships Undertaker. I know and he worships the Undertaker. This is why Alex is the first challenger, because we wanted to guarantee that Undertaker showdown. Well, you've got to get the Undertaker showdown with both of them, man, because friggin' they're both nuts. And I love Alex to death, but they're both nuts for the Undertaker. I'll accept that. Um, yeah. Moses is also guaranteed to be in promo action as he steps into a promo duel with The Shape. Which is, I believe... The Shape's fourth exhibition since debuting at Promo Mania against yourself, Mike. Oh, yeah. What the hell was that? And, <laughs> Mike, you also <laughs> have your own exhibition as you go one on one with your co host, Brittany Savage. I cannot wait. I do have a bone to pick with you, though, man, because a couple weeks ago you were introducing her. Former WSU Spirit Champ, Tag Team Champion against the Iron Bank Champ, Mike Larkin. Hello, Mr. Grand Slam Champion over here. And by the way, that was in the past, and I am the here and I am the now, so, you know, hey. Exactly. That's why I said you're the current Iron Bank. That, that's what you currently I know, have. but I'm also the here and the now. Why do you want to <laughs> raise something in the past? Of Britain Is that another new nickname? What? The here and the freaking now. Yeah, the here and the frigging... Throw me a freaking bone! Oh, I don't know who I am. No. <laughs> no, Mo Moses, you got your hands full coming up in, what, like, what, within the next month? You got... Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. You got a promo this week, then you mm -hmm. got Alexander in a couple of weeks, then you got two more promos, if you make it. Mm -hmm. Yep, if I make it. Promos. And then the knowledge well, as well. Honest to God, that's that's what my intention is. My intention is to make it full all the way there. I plan to uh, hopefully get past Chris unlike I did last time. I hope to I guess put up a good enough fight to show the shape that he don't know shit about uh, westerns. Um, and then I'm I'm looking forward to being in a fatal four way. It's going to be interesting. It'll be different. I won't be planning for one opponent. I'll be planning for multiple opponents. And just like I said in my promo, and I'll give a little spoiler, or unless you've already listened to it, uh, my redemption is is has slowly been you know being fulfilled as I go along. You know, every loss I've ever had, I've slowly regained it back. And I plan to continue to do so until I have won the ultimate prize, which is the promo championship. Because I know, as like some of y'all should know, I've beaten the Demoness, whether y'all want to believe it or not. I beat her. Okay. I know I won. And now it's time to prove that. And as well, if you become promo champion, then all you've got to do is win the Iron Bank next year. And then you're the second Grand Slam champion. Oh, well, geez, what do you know? Right on Mike's tail. <laughs> yes. Well, you do also realize something else if he wins the promo title, right? Which is? Okay. 
He wins a promo title at promo series, right? Then he gets to pick his opponent in January, right? And say he wins that bout in January. Uh-huh. Who's he facing at promo mania for the promo title? Oh, shit. So your exhibition would become a championship match? Yep, yep. Interesting. And then my prophecy would then become fulfilled because, like I said, when this whole challenge happened, Mike's going to challenge the then double champ. I will be promo, and I will be knowledge champ come next come his, him and I's fucking battle. I, I said it, and it's guaranteed. It's in stone, people. If you say so. <laughs> oh, I know so. Okay. Um, well... There is another championship we have, of course, which is the Predictions Championship, which will also be on the line at Promo Series for Survivor Series. Whether the Flippy Flap Championship, whether Harold, Robert, and Mikey Five Times will still be champion by then, uh, remains to be Mikey seen. Five because times, that's I like true. That. I have the R truth of this damn belt. We also have to defend it next week twice. You've won it forty-seven straight times. Oh, oh, oh God! If I get to forty sometimes with that, first and foremost. With the Predictions Championship, the most fun I look forward to, and just because it is fun including people now because we had nine challengers, I just look forward to watching uh, friggin' Chad go, for fuck's sake, Emma! (laughs) That is my new favorite thing about the championship. Just watching Chad go, for fuck's sake. And also, you did it there with you, for fuck's sake, Mike. Don't think I didn't see you there, Dazzy Dangerously. I saw what you did, and I laughed with glee. That's some bullshit. (laughs) <laughs> that was some bullshit, and promo series is real cowboy shit. That is true. Hey, man, unless you want to go get, like Travis so eloquently stated earlier in the show, if you want to go get one right again, like AEW, that's your business. That was one time. <laughs> it was one time. People don't. It's like super bad. People don't forget. See, go, hey, now hey, I know hey, I'm always just felt without nine freaking percent. Yes. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody hears me. I got nine percent of the predictions right. <laughs> You're like friggin' super bad. People don't forget. Hey, Evan, why don't you go piss your pants again? That was like eight years ago, asshole. <laughs> People don't forget. People don't forget. And the bell has rung, and it's time for us to bid you adieu. So before we go, remember to like and follow Max Wrestling on Facebook, and go to youtube.com slash Max Wrestling to subscribe, and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Max Wrestling UK. We're also on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and CastBox. Lee. And if that wasn't enough, you can find us, as always, every single week on Andre Corbeil's channel, Wrestling with Wrestling. Big thank you, Andre. You can find me at the Captain 512 You can find Travis at Walker underscore TA92. And Twitch no longer makes you dick it, so don't be a wanker and check out Anchor with Smartmark Radio. Damn right. So, um, streaming is a little bit on hold at the moment. We're constantly making changes and, and, and updates and and I'm not even gonna lie. What it is is I'm 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 building a new computer. The idea of running all this via my laptop is not as easy as I thought it would be. I'm in the process of building a, a gaming PC, and I'm actually recording myself as I do that. So that'll be content for YouTube for anybody who wants to learn how to build a, a PC from somebody who's done it from the old days to now. It's really not as hard. It's it's fucking any asshole can do it, and I'm not kidding. Um, yeah, as far as like towers. retro stuff, what's happening when you had the big ass towers? Hey, you know what, dude? I actually, um, I'm considering building, um, 
a sleeper PC with one of those gigantic ass towers and in it's going to be a very expensive build if we decide to go through with it. It's a buddy of mine's project, and I told him, I said, if you do it, I'm filming it. But, uh, yeah, he has a tower from 1999. Shit. It is huge fucking And the only thing we think we're going to be able to use on it is the power supply, maybe. But more nerd talk when we get there. Um, the retros have fallen behind. Just know that that whole Nitro sandwich episode that I kept talking about, the two Nitros with the one raw, that one will be on the way probably tomorrow. And then Monday, if not later on down that week, we're going to drop the pay-per-view, which I believe is going to be uh, in your house. Uh, was that uh, with, uh, the one with uh, Sean and uh, Mankind? I can't remember. the, the Criminal Minds, I think. Mind, mind games, games. criminal minds. That's a TV show. Mind games, fool. I knew it had something to do with the name mind, the mind. And then because <laughs> I've been absolutely binging the holy shit out of the G1, uh, I'm gonna review that. Recommend ten matches for everybody to watch, and uh, the finals are actually like right around the corner. So it's almost over. The G1 is. I, I kind of want to see uh, a Criminal Minds pay-per-view now with, like, special guest Joe Mantegna. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Goddamn Joe Montagna. Joe Montana was a quarterback, you crazy asshole. I said Joe Montagna. Is that that fool's ball? <laughs> uh, all right, Mike, finally, who you been talking to? You guys can check out the latest edition of Beauty, Strength, and Dominance. Three key elements that make women the work of art that they are. Latest guest is Susie Stiletto-Quinn, who made her debut at LFC 30, Born to be Wild, against Brooke Guillotine-Gilly, also a relatively newcomer to LFC. You can also check me out at SM Show one MCL92, and pop underscore culture underscore pod on Twitter, as well as at Impact Rewind if you're an Impact Wrestling fan. You can check me out on Wrestling or Wrestling with Andre Corbeil, the Max Wrestling Podcast, Net Picks with my main man, Dazzy Danger over here and stevenmikeshow.com and soundcloud.com slash mclarkin92 and expect another edition of the pop culture history podcast with myself and Brittany savage coming to you very very soon all right and hopefully we can expect a new episode of netflix next week too um yes. and probably a new episode of capital fm as well yeah all right Hell yeah. Um, next week, we do also have a big episode of Max, as we mentioned. Promo Bowl continues with the Phoenix versus Chris Durham, but we also have two predictions for Bound for Glory and Heck in a Cell. Oh, heck. Oh, heck. So we'll see you next week for that. And that, my friends, is the bottom line. Goodbye. Mwah, and good night. Bang. Lars Sullivan says, what, what, in the butt. I say, what, what, in the butt. Oh, baby Jesus. <laughs> 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 baby Jesus.